And I ain't hit no drop in a minute. No, I'm about yeah. my business. Rappers Guy Podcast, episode 43. This is your host, Diggy Metro. Bales Pagliacci. And today we wanted to talk about being coddled. Yes. And, and uh, positivity in music. And look, um, we're, I'm reading through comments and I'm seeing, yo, that guy's always negative. That guy's always negative. And, and although I do feel y'all, like I do get it to a certain extent. Also, I, I played sports my whole life, right? In sports, when you're being coached, your coach doesn't tell you what you're doing good to make you better. He tells you everything mm-hmm. that you're doing wrong that you need to work on. In this game, you have to know what you're doing wrong in order to change it. Yep. Like that you can't you can't be told what you're doing right all the time and think that you're gonna progress in this game. It's just not built like that. You know, and and what's unfortunate is, you know, a lot of the comments we we go and we look and it's like a up and coming artist doesn't really have a fan base or a following, mm-hmm. right? Meanwhile, I have I have homies that are signing major record deals and they're hitting me up like, yo, facts. And and that's what's unfortunate. It's like, bro, if you guys knew if you guys knew the people that we know and you knew who kind of co-signs what we're saying, it would make you understand that like you should probably just trust it a little bit. Another thing I wanted to say is that I don't come here and do this for free on a weekly basis and neither do you. Oh, it's free free. To fucking steer people the wrong way. Exactly. Like, if that if that was the outlook that people were getting on us, like, oh, they're trying to tell you all the wrong shit to do. If that was the outlook, then we might as well stop what we're doing. Because that's not the intention. The intention, from me at least, and I know it is for you, is to help people. And I think that's just the vibe right there. It's just that when people are taking this information, it's all about understanding what's being, like, what's the podcast for us. Like, once again, it's the Rapper's God podcast. It's a music business podcast. It's about trying to help you guys establish yourself as an artist. And uh, an artist just I honestly just reached out to me this morning and I showed you. And he was saying, yo, you know, we get those comments. Yo, you humbled me. I'm starting to look at music a little bit differently. It's making me take the appropriate steps and the proper steps. And it's like, we always, we, we get those as well. But it's like the negativity always outweighs the positivity. But see, but see even, even in a comment like that, right, like... What people don't seem to get is that you're watching a 30-second clip on one of these platforms. Mm-hmm. If you don't go and actually watch the show, then it's hard to kind of decipher what we even meant by the clip. Exactly. You could take that clip at like face value, and that's perfectly fine. It, the clip is chopped for that reason. But also, you'd probably gain more context if you went and watched the episode. But yep. instead, you just want to watch these quick, short clips and take it all out of whack and then comment directly on that. And I know that that's like the the state of where we're at, right? So I'm not like against it. I get it. But also, you know, just I feel like just putting in a little bit more research or effort might help people out because yo, where that clip comes from, there's a million other things you can learn from that episode. Exactly. It's not like that clip was the strong point. We chopped fucking 10 clips from every single episode. And you know, for the listeners out there, you know, we do understand that artists are like really uh it's hard to kind of maneuver them out of the way, their way of thinking. Because once again, we all had a perception. Me and Dick both had a perception of what the music industry was before we started really learning and understanding it. And, you know, the funniest thing about uh, even the clip about us talking about, you know, trying to find your niche sound and kind of staying uh, within a, a specific corner, it's like people probably thought that we meant 
you can't be di- like you can't be diversified at okay. all. You can't Let, do anything. Say, yeah, let's explain that, right? Because all right, I talked about if you rap on a boom bap track, if you rap on a trap track, right? I talked about that. There is a way to mesh those two things. Yes, right. Like, if you take a soul sample and you put it over a trap beat, you can mesh those two things. But it still has to sound like you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that was completely taken out of context as well. And I could see why. Because, again, it's a 30-second clip. You're only hearing what we're saying. But, but like, there's no way you guys think that I think you can't do any other type of music if you're a musician. And that's the problem. It's like, when it comes to the artist's mind, you can't be so boxed in with just the information that's being provided. You know, everybody doesn't want to be boxed in when it comes to making the music. But when it comes to the information and trying to figure out how to become successful in this business, it's like that's when people's minds just literally close off like, no, it can't be this way. It can't be that way. And like the artist that reached out to me early, I said, listen, people can say this doesn't work, this doesn't work, but I'm literally sitting here building a career off of the information that we're just providing to everybody else. And if it's working for me, I'm not no one special. I'm not like this... I'm not, I wasn't born like a Drake. I wasn't born as like Pharrell or these musical geniuses. I'm just a regular dude. And I'm just following the specific steps to fit a, a certain mold to get me to the place that I want to be in my life. It's all marketing, man. It's all marketing. We, we could tell you guys that a million times. If you don't listen, that's fine. You know, we get it. Like, it takes a long time to kind of, yo, human beings as a whole, it's not just artists. Human beings as a whole need to fall on their face before correcting things, right? Like, they don't take the advice from the jump. They want to fall. They want to do it themselves, fuck up, and learn from it, and then move on. And it's unfortunate because what we're trying to do is we're trying to have you avoid that entirely and just do the right shit from the jump. And some people do that, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's hard. It's hard because when you think, like— hip-hop especially is another it's an egotistical sport yes it is right it's an egotistical art form so a lot of people like and and that's just the nature of it you could say oh i'm not egotistical i have no ego but like the whole shit that we do is talk about how great we are that's what this is and maybe you don't believe that about yourself but for the most part, I think mad people believe that they're as great as they think they are. Yeah, that's kind of how you even get into a space where you feel comfortable getting in front of people or perform a song or even and record now, something. Right. And now if you believe that you're the greatest thing ever and someone is telling you, hey, you're doing things completely wrong, it's hard for you to conceptualize to it. that, oh, shit, I'm not the greatest thing ever. What I'll say about our podcast is that we have said this a million times on, on our podcast. We are not God. Our word is not law. Nope. Nothing that we say can't be fact-checked and proven wrong. We just do a lot of fact-checking ourselves. Yes, indeed. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to go out on a limb and say some shit that we don't feel like is the the proper thing to say in that moment. You know what I mean? And to go back to what you said previously in the episode before this one is, like, you know, most of the advice that we're providing uh, as far as people that are trying to help independent artists in this uh, field— it's really like communal. It's like we're literally all kind of saying the same things. And when, you know, we're on a podcast talking about, you know, trying to stay true to your sound before trying to expand to different things and trying to please everybody, we literally go on Instagram and see a, a clip of Mac Miller, rest in peace, literally saying the same thing. I was trying to make this song for this person, make a song for this person. And then I realized I needed to consolidate that and just focus on making some good music. That sounded, that sounded like good, me. Exactly. And that's all it came down to. And it's like, we don't want to hinder you or we're not trying to what stifle your creativity. See, what day did we see that clip? Literally the same day. The same day we Literally posted the same, the, the same information and we're getting nothing but fucking slack for it. But it's just like, once again, it's like, 
we're not really trying to deter you. We're not trying to say that you can't do this, that, and the third, but it's just a certain way of how this music industry is working and how it's being orchestrated that you just kind of have to stand in line. And yes, you can be the one that goes the other route and the other path, but that's the hardest one. And you, a lot of people went that route and did not come out the way they thought they was going to come out. We had an episode with uh, with Dallas Sign Dunn and Tuan Dunn. And um, on that episode, I remember they said, yeah, but do you think you could take someone off the street and just make them a, a hit artist? And I said, with the proper budget? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. I think people think that they there's... They did the 6-9, technically. You could do it to a million artists, Exactly. It's, it's you know what impossible. I mean? Like, the first, the first thing that, that makes... Uh, a fucking uh, household name artist or like a hit artist is that money injection. Mm -hmm. Look at Meg Thee Stallion, bro. We talked about it on the episode with Keys. Meg Thee Stallion, Carl Crawford is a baseball player that played with the Rays and shit. And he was getting banked. Carl Crawford started his own entertainment company. He signs Meg Thee Stallion, puts all his money into her, right? Because baseball players get paid well. Very well. Puts all his money into, into her career, right? He puts a bunch of it, not all of it, Fucking fact checkers, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> he puts a lot of money into Meg Thee Stallion's career, and within a couple of years, she's this fucking sensation. I'll I will be as clear as possible. No matter how dope Meg is, no matter how many ways you think that the universe would have carried her to the top, regardless, without that money, she's in Houston right now, not doing shit. And on top of that, then they after she left the label, then they get that other girl to kind of be like a basically like a, a replica model with the of Nelly her. the Nelly sample. Yeah, it was the same shit, yo. They they just proved the point, bro. Like, yo, it's not particular, it's not individual. I could do this with anyone. You just take that person and you put money behind them, mm -hmm. and they've been doing it in the industry for fucking years. And everyone thinks that all these people just pop up out of the blue. It's not real, bro. And don't get me wrong, some people are actually gifted and they actually can create music, but a lot of people sometimes get their stuff written and it's not, it's like, it's not really what you think. A lot of it is really truly image and a lot of artists have to kind of realize that. It I'm going to give you, image. I'm going to give you a really good example, right? All right. So the other day, my guy Rabbits is here. Shout out Rabbits. He's here and we're, uh, we're talking and he says, well, how should I market myself? Right. And I said, well, you're a white rapper. First and foremost, you mm -hmm. have to understand that that actually means something. It definitely right? does. Like, like, all right, if I'm marketing myself, I can't go, say my influences are Jay-Z, Nas, this and that. Guess what those dudes are that I am not? Black. Black. <laughs> right? The appeal is a little bit different. No matter is, how yeah. similar the music is, the appeal is different. I'll tell you walking, and, and it really gives you like a decent understanding of, of life from being black because, yo, black dudes feel like this when they walk outside regularly. Exactly. Being white in hip hop, you feel exactly like a black dude feels in real life because exactly. you're walking into a space that's not your space and people look at you funny, no, right? So do. if I'm marketing myself, I have to look at the Russes, the Mac Millers, all these fucking guys, the Jack Harlows. By default, I have to look at how and they figure did figure out how did they maneuver through it. All right, cool. So you know what Rabbis does? He goes home and he starts looking up all these, these white artists that I'm telling him, yo, check this guy out. Look at this guy. And he says... Yo, it was kind of funny, bro. When I started looking into these guys, I realized that they all had connections through their family. That's definitely a secret. A lot of these the white industry. artists had connections through their family. Right? So I don't mean to burst people's bubble. Again, I don't want to be negative. I get it. But a lot of people don't really see the connections that actually make these things happen. 
Like, yo, Baby Keem comes out of nowhere, explodes, bro. He's this big fucking artist. Drake does an interview with Rap Radar. Rap Radar asks him, what's your favorite albums for the year? He says, Die For My Bitch. Right? That's Drake. The biggest rapper in the game says, Die For My Bitch is one of my favorite albums of the year on his only interview that year. Right? That's all my Baby Keem, yeah. Okay. And then you do some research. Oh, wait. Baby Keem's related to Kendrick? Oh, that's Kendrick's little cousin? Oh. That makes sense. Oh. Okay. Bro, it's not as simple as people think it is. And and another thing that kind of ties in, right? The other day we're talking about how you need to establish your sound, right? Mm-hmm. And people are saying, well, I got this sound, that sound, that sound, and that sound, right? I don't think people understand how fucking hard it is to actually establish your own sound. Yeah, no, no. If it's you can establish hard. your own sound that makes you you, that's fucking incredible shit. That's not, that's not easy. And if, you know, and if other people to actually recognize it and say as like, your sound, yeah, as you your know, sound, like all yeah. these artists that that you go on YouTube and you type this person type beat, right? And it brings up a sound that they've created, they've cultivated. This beat sounds exactly like what they would rap on. Mm-hmm. They have a certain flow. Like yo, everyone that in the comment section was shitting on the baby. I'll tell you one thing about the baby. <laughs> He fucking sounds like himself, bro. And he getting his money too. And if someone started rapping like the baby, you would say that person's rapping exactly like the baby. And you that's literally say, what happened to the whole hip hop world when he came out. Everybody said now everybody trying to rap like the baby, and he literally shifted a lot of rappers towards that, that way of rapping. That's what we're talking about about establishing your sound. We're talking about create something that's unique to you, right? And that's not fucking easy. So if the easiest route to doing that is Taking a bunch of boom bat beats, right? If that's what you enjoy rapping on mm-hmm. and hopping on those until you can establish your own form of that, right? Maybe you start adding like um like trap hi-hats to some boom bat shit mm-hmm. and you start making it different. Different you start elements make, that you can add right, your own. You can start making it your own shit to where when someone listens, they go, yo, this is kind of dope, man. I've never heard some shit like this before. That's not easy. So everyone that thinks that we were talking about being one track minded and fucking uh, just stick to one... Yo, we're talking about building your own sound. And honestly, um, real life shit. Like somebody actually reached out to me and they said, yo, um, I, I love your sound. I, I can't really pinpoint what exactly it is or, or like what does it sound like. And that's when you know you're doing and the right like, shit. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, th- I was like, honestly, bro, that's the best compliment somebody has ever given me because you literally cannot pinpoint it to no one else but me. That's when you know you're on the right path. You know you're on the right path as a musician when people cannot just... Uh, grab the influences out of your music. Exactly. They have no idea who who influenced. They should you. have to ask for it. You know, when when you could tell who influenced someone, it makes them sound less unique because it kind of just sounds like they're copying the people before them. Mm-hmm. Now, some people you could see that they are influenced by people, but it doesn't directly connect them to that person. You know what I mean? Like if they were to say, "Well, I'm really influenced by X, Y, and Z," you could be like. Okay, now that you say that, I could see it, but if you never said that, I wouldn't be able to tell. Because honestly, I would have never known uh, Nas was a big uh, influence on J. Cole until he made Let Nas Down. See, and and I could see that. I could see that, but J. Cole has his own flavor. Exactly. You know, like everyone has their own style, and that's what we're, we're talking about this. We're talking about this high level that you have to reach. You can't get to that high level. No one said that you can't be like a, a successful musician by by making a similar sound to other people. We're just talking about if you want to get to that like super high level, 
where you're, excuse me, a household name and everyone knows who you are and you're like put up there with all the new greats, mm -hmm. right? You don't get there by not making your own sound. Yeah, you got to you got to have a whole different rebrand, restructure of how you're going to figure out to, you know, stand out. Cuz even like think about it, people like uh Little Uzi and Playboy Cardi, like all these people that was like coming out that aren't like um, you know, I guess the the rappers when it was our age or time. They all had something completely different about them, even like the the Migos and then once from there you just start seeing everybody else kind of just following suit and kind of just having the same sound. And it's like once again, it's either sometimes, you know, I'm not even going to say like all the all the all the time the big name artists all the ones that's creating those sounds. Sometimes they get tapped in with somebody that's like independent or somebody that's not as well known and kind of grab that sound and then craft into something that's more of a home thing. So this, you should kind of be in a mindset if you don't want to be like the, the big label artist. In a mindset, you should be wanting those bigger name artists to emulate you or just, you know, kind of give you that shout out. Like you just said before when Drake mentioned Baby Keem. Nobody knew who he was probably before then. He, a select few people probably knew. I know I didn't. And so you mentioned them to me. And I was like, oh shit, he's he really is. Yeah, but my point with Baby Keem was that no matter what people wanted to know about, he was gonna be known within a couple of years yeah, anyway. And you was fucking right. You know what I'm saying? Because because that connection, that connection to Kendrick, that's you there's no way if you're making good music and you have a connection like Kendrick, there's no way you don't become a, a huge success. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like that's something that is going to lead you to a huge success. You know, there's so many <clears throat> There's so many artists out there that have connections and the artists without connections look at them and they go, yeah, but he only got in because of this. He only got in because of that. And I always tell people, I don't hate on that shit because if you had the same opportunities, I you would have taken that shit ASAP. And my, that's why you can't hate on that. My aunt was like working at Sony or my uncle was working at fucking Columbia. Oh yeah. Give me a deal. I'm taking Do it. Do something. I'm taking Figure it. this shit out. Everyone's going to take me. that shit. You know what I mean? Like, like, yo, some of us didn't have the luxury of, of having connections in this industry. And because we didn't have that luxury, your job is 10 times harder. And that means you have to work 10 times harder. You know what I mean? And that's why when we're, when we're kind of like going off on this shit and, and we have people like looking at us like we're the most negative fucking people in the world. I shouldn't even say us. It's just me. Right. Yeah, I'm a, I, think, I think I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, I I'm think, pretty positive. Yeah, I think that you're loved, right? But when they're looking at me like I'm the most negative person on earth, right? It's more because, you know, I want people to succeed and I want people to snap out of this like fucking blue pill that they're, that they're in where yeah. they think that this shit is just like luck and you just fall into it. That's the whole shit about being coddled. And I know even when we even first started working together and you was like mentioning certain shit to me, I was like, why he saying it like that? Like, what does he mean by this shit? And then... Once again, um, I believe Key said it that that paradigm shift it, it started happening in my brain when you started mentioning a lot of shit, and it was more so like I understood that the tone that you were saying it in it was you got to take this shit more seriously. It's not as fun and rosy and games as everybody makes it seem. And when you start taking this shit seriously and you start uh, changing how you perceive things, shit just starts falling into place. And it's just like it just it just fucking it's not like it magically happens. You have to put the steps in beforehand. I don't wait. I don't ever wait till an artist has like come to me a bunch to start telling them the moves that they should be making. Yeah, you did that show almost immediately. Because, yo, there's certain things. Like, I remember you sent me a track early on where, and I forget what record it was, but you took out the drums during the entire verse. For the entire verse. Oh, I just had a fucking bunch of noise. And it was just like since going on. And I'm like, I hit you and I was like, bro, I added the drums back. No, I sent it back to you with the drums back. Yeah. And you were like, Yo, like, I don't want the drums on there. And I told you, bro, like, you have 32 bars of no drums. I'm like, that's not going to go over well. And 
And, and then, all right, and then you were like, yeah, but I like it how it is. All right, cool. I sent it back to you. And then, like, three days later, you hit me back, and you were like, yo, put the yeah, drums back. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember exactly what song that was. But it was just like, once again, I got stuck in that artist mind. It was so early on. I was just like, nah, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. This is this is what the fuck it's going to be. And I think even on top of that, it was, like, probably, like, a three, maybe four-minute song. And it was just, like, when, once the shit got taken out, it was just like, all right, this is kind of just, it just sounds weird. It just definitely was just a weird. It didn't make sense. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. It didn't sense. make sense. And that's why, bro, like the same way that I could apply that to um, to engineering and I could hear certain things in a song that I'm like, yo, you should just do this a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I could apply that to to the industry, right? And And when we're telling people what they're doing wrong, it's more that. It's like, yo, all right, this version of what you're doing is going to lead you down the wrong path, right? It's going to lead you to the wrong shit. You know, I, I said the same thing to people when Spotify playlists were the fucking biggest thing in the world. I was telling people nonstop, bro, that shit is not real. It's not fucking real. And it is still not real. Excuse me. If you're on a Spotify playlist, you are connected to a label, like a, a real Spotify playlist. I'm not talking about one of these user-created ones. I'm mm-hmm. talking about a real Spotify playlist. If you get put on one, that's because you have a deal already. Shit, even Z said it. It's like, unless you're like a big signed artist. It's impossible. It's impossible. Bro, it's the impossible. labels really run those playlists. And they're in the pockets of the DSPs. There's people who who created those playlists that are getting CEO positions at labels right now. They were already in that system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't think artists know that. Like, yo, you can't get on Rap Caviar if you're not signed. And bringing up Z is a great example of someone who would not be on our show if we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah, but then once again, like I said, it's just, I think personally, speaking from artist mind, I'm, I just want to keep fucking calling it artist mind. Yo, you're literally attacking me. That's, and I think that's where the, the divide and I think that's where the problem comes. It's like, People are feeling like they're being attacked. Yeah, but, but you got to like, drop your pride sometimes, Exactly. Bro. It's like, you're not being attacked. This is supposed to help you. This is supposed to benefit you. And if you feel like you can do it the other way, once again, hey, more power to you. Like, I even had, um, we had the, the discussion with somebody over the comments. And it's like, yeah, you're not trying to change my mind. Um, I'm, I'm good with what I'm doing. It's like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm not saying I was trying to change your mind or I was just giving my opinion. You want to have a debate? We can have a debate. But within those debates, you start to see people are just talking around in circles and either... They end up agreeing with you. I was like, oh, I didn't know you meant it like that. Now that you say it like that, I completely changed my mind. This is what I had to do when I was uh, first coming up as an artist, right? I had all these opinions about myself, and I thought I was the fucking best thing since sliced bread. (laughs) And I remember hearing these things, like, you got to do this, and you got to do that, and you got to do that, and thinking, yo, I'm great. And then one day it hit me. Yo, look at your following. Look at the plays on your songs. Yo, sometimes all it takes is just taking a step back and just looking at what's in front of you. Like, what do we actually have here? Mm-hmm. Right? And and that's when, if you could actually do that and drop your pride, drop your ego, and just look at the numbers, because this is a numbers-based business. If you could just look at the numbers, then you'll see that whatever you're doing is not working. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're not expected to do the right thing. Like, we get it, bro. No one knows how to fucking do this shit when you first come in. Mm-hmm. If you do, you had connections. If you do, you had an OG that made it somewhere. Like, if you knew how to come into this game properly, someone before you came in properly and they taught you how to do that. Yep, and that's just kind of about how people get big bro and everything. Like, they told me a lot about the business. Right, but a lot of people don't have that. So if you could take a step back and just look at the numbers, because, yo, we have this consistently where an artist 
tells us we're wrong about one of the clips on, on TikTok. And I'll take that. All right, cool. We're wrong, right? But then you click on their page, and it's like 15 followers, their song. You go to their SoundCloud link. Five Should I plays. even go further than that? I'll check the social media because, you know, why not check? Let's just see if you know what you're talking about. Right. So five plays on SoundCloud or five plays, whatever. No followers on Instagram. No followers on Twitter. No following across the board. But when we're telling you to market your shit and there's no way to make it if you don't market, you're going to tell us that we're wrong. But you know what's the craziest part about it within everything on all those comments? The people who actually do have the following and the people who actually do have something that's going on are usually agreeing to what we are talking but that's, about. That's, but that's my, pro- that's my problem. Is like If you actually read through, the agreements are going to come from the people who are doing it. The correct way. The correct way. And, and the numbers back that. And that's why it's frustrating because it's like, again, you just have to step back sometimes and just look at your numbers. I do the same shit with myself. So don't think that I'm telling you that I'm fucking better than anyone. I do that shit almost every day. It's it's unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Some (laughs) days I look at the podcast numbers and I'm like, we have a lot of fucking room. You know what I mean? We have room to to fucking improve. Like, Like, we're not all the way there. Exactly. You know, but that's something that you have to do consistently. And maybe that comes with age. We're both older, you know, so it's like, that might just come with age and maturity and growing up, you know, and also being in the business for long enough to where you go, yo, I spent fucking 15 years doing this shit and went nowhere. Yeah. So how the fuck can I tell others what to do? But here's why we can do that now. We're doing the fucking research. Doing the research, putting the work. Shit, I'm a fucking case study. Y'all don't even notice. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full case study. I'm telling y'all we everything this, that's happening. We do <laughs> in, this in all the time, bro. Like, we're doing the research. We're reading all the books that, that are necessary. We're doing the research for you. And you know, the, the thing that I wanted to, like, touch back on was just that when most of the time when people are reaching out to us as far as, you know, helping them out and trying to figure out what the music industry was or well, is is they always just kind of use the word humble themselves. And that kind of just goes back to like, you know, just losing that uh, pride. It's losing ego and pride. That's all it is. Humble yourself and just, once again, take a step back and look at the situation for what it is. And it's like, I understand that we all dream big and we want to do the most and we want to be that that, that guy, that artist, that that whatever. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to hone those things in because nobody said you can't be that person, but maybe that person that you are today is stopping you from becoming that person that you want to be. A hundred percent. And bro, you're not, you're not where you're at. If you looked at the, the information I was giving you at the time and you say, I'm the shit already. I don't give a fuck what he says. Cause yo, how many of the artists that I've said the same thing to are those people? There's so many that are like, I'm already the shit. Like, I don't care what the fuck he's saying. This is how it works. Right. And it's like, all right, cool, bro. But you start to see those people fall off real quick. Very quick. And I'm not, that's again, yo, I, I understand why I'm taken negatively on this shit, but I'm just speaking factually. No, and, and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to speak factually. I'm trying to give you guys the real so that you cut the mistakes out and just start on the path toward fucking success. That's what we want. So if you want to call it negative, just understand that all I'm trying to do is see you win. And I don't know how you could take that negatively, but if that's what you take from everything that we say, it's unfortunate because I'm only trying to see you win. Like, yo, we love when people hit us up and they're like, yo, because you told me to do this, look at where the numbers are on this recent record I dropped. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit is fucking gold to me because that's our whole purpose. Our purpose is to see you guys win. And we talked about this off camera, you know, like, 
you know, you see Dr. Dre right here, right? If you was in a studio with Dr. Dre and he told you to keep doing the same shit like 300 times. As he's known to. As he's known to. All artists will say, it was fucking annoying, but I did it. And you know why they did it? And number one, he is Dr. Dre. That's number one. But number two, they understand that they were he was trying to better them. Same thing with P. Diddy. Like he'll probably have people in the studio. Uh, I know they did a skit when he went to go get Cambodian breast milk, but like he really probably had those people in the studio constantly over and over. Do this over, do this over, do this over. And yes, it gets tiring. Yes, it's annoying. Like I know what the fuck I'm doing. I know what the fuck I'm doing. But those artists had to humble themselves, no, no matter how big they are. And I'm pretty sure Dre and them <clears> had to humble themselves in front of other people before too. Bro, a while ago I had a I had a an apartment. <clears throat> out in the sticks and I would have a bunch of artists come through and it was like it was like miniature Dreamville sessions mm -hmm. right but I'd have a bunch of artists come through we'd start playing beats and I used to always I would start writing a verse and I would turn around and I'd say to all the younger guys I'd be like I'm about to fucking smoke you guys on this record mm -hmm. and I didn't say that shit because it was some shit that I actually fucking like don't get me wrong I, I'm very confident with the shit that I do right but it was more or less because I wanted to ignite. And that's... And I that's wanted to really ignite them. That's what it is. So here's my challenge to the artists out there, right? If we are wrong, do it the opposite way and fucking show us the results. That's all it comes down to. If we're wrong, I'll take that, but do it the opposite way and show me the results. That's all I want. I just want one person to do it the complete opposite way of what we're saying and show me the results and I'll shut the fuck up forever. And not buying well, bots for $50. I'll, I'll replace myself with someone else who's more positive <laughs> on the podcast and I'll let Bales fucking run this podcast by himself. I'll sit back and I'll just mix it. Yeah, I don't want that because it'll be a lot of weird <laughs> shit happening on this fucking podcast at that point. It turns into a porn uh, podcast. It'll be really weird and it's really quick in this motherfucker. But... If you could prove that that's not how it works, marketing means nothing, and it's all about luck and just falling into it, no connections involved. If you could prove these things, then please do it. Send us the results. I'll shut the fuck up, and you never have to hear Mr. Negative Man ever again. Shit, I'll even try to start doing some of that shit if it fucking works. Fuck, I'm trying to go where the bag is at. I'm trying to go where my fucking music can be heard. That's, all, that's what this shit is all about. And that's what it's always going to continue to be about until I reach a certain age where it's just like, all right, let me just do something else within business, uh, yeah. music business. But within that, that's, that's the one main goal is just getting your music out there. And I just realized as an artist, you just got to humble yourself and you got to really just take a step back and look at the situation for what it really is. And ever since I've done that, I've had the most success in my career in a matter of two years than I've ever had within the past 15 of me doing music beforehand. And it's just, it's, it's really just simple. Listening, understanding, and learning. Same thing, I'll be out here dabbling in stocks sometimes. And it's like, <coughs> I lost some bread. But the reason I lost some bread is because I wasn't educating myself enough and I was just trying to just jump in and get some quick money. Which you a thought lot it was people, quick money. Which a lot of people usually do for music. I'm not saying everybody, but for the most part, a lot of people are like, ah, I'm about to start rapping. And we all know, we all seen these people. I'm about to start rapping. I'm about to get to the bag. Yeah, this want, person can I do it, bread. I can do it. Right. I, I want bread. And you know, a lot of us do have that um, artist component inside of us. But for the most part, once again, we're doing the shit mostly, most likely for money, more more than anything, to be able to make a living off of I what you're doing. I think that everyone gets into it for money. Of course. You know, I don't think anyone gets into it. You love the shit, but you want to get paid for what you love. That's, that's the whole purpose. That's the goal. <clears throat> I don't think anyone... Bro, it's just reality. If you're doing this shit till you're 40, right, and you never made a dollar off of it, at some point, you have to come to terms and be like, I don't need to do this anymore. What am I doing this for? And do nobody please <clears throat> say 2 chains. Uh, let's not do that again. <laughs> let's, not, 
let's not go down that fucking route. Because that's 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 another thing. You guys always want to stick to the anomalies and not just with all the other artists. And once again, you don't see them on a daily basis, but there's a lot of us out here. A lot of us out here. And a lot of us are not making money. And you ready? Lot, it's just, it's weird. You ready for this clip to chop? Hey, guys. You guys are all great. You guys are the best. You're the best rapper I've ever heard in my life. Honestly, I've never heard somebody sound like you. The way you don't market your music and you're still fire, I love that shit. You're hard, bro. And you know what? I think you're going to get a, a, a promotion. I think you're going to get a rap deal. You'll probably sign a $2 million deal off of your first single. Yep. That's it. $2 million deal. You're phenomenal. Deal. You won't have to pay that back either. $2 million straight to your pocket. That felt gross. That felt nasty in my, in it, my heart. It's, it's so disgusting because it's just so unreal. It's so untrue. It's like... It, the, the the music industry fucking sucks. Yes. Yeah. But it could be rewarding at the same time. It's rewarding if you do the right shit. Exactly. All right, guys. Rapper's Guide Podcast. We are signing out. This is your host, Diggy Metro. Dale's Pagliacci. Peace out, guys. One.